This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Ots and Audibles podcast. I'm Eric Scopel. Today I'm joined by Kevin Wade, also of DuckTerritory.com. This is kind of a weird emergency podcast. We're literally... Sitting outside of Pape Field, the uh, over by the football complex, on beanbag chairs with our laptop and uh, recording equipment on a bench. Uh, not traditionally how we would record a podcast, but this is an, kind of an emergency podcast because, as Kevin is going to run through in a second, like sports are canceled basically right now, and uh, th- 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 this is something we needed to talk about. Uh, so, Kevin, why, why don't you run through what the latest is at this moment? And we should say it's probably going to be completely different than what the latest is when you listen to this later. Yeah. So uh, after last night, the uh NBA has announced they are suspending the league right now uh, after Rudy Gobert tested positive. Um, all the other major leagues have followed. I guess the NFL really isn't in session, but right. MLB has suspended operations three weeks away from opening day. Uh, NHL is suspended. NASCAR is still going, but I, I, they're in cars, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, That's one and way then to NFL, NFL has told all scouts immediately tomorrow pull everyone off the out no more pro days everyone's gone and this is the first tie into oregon oregon's pro day as of the time of us recording this is scheduled to happen it is the only pro day remaining tulane had theirs earlier today clemson had theirs earlier today oregon is the last pro day today like we were talking at lunch like we could be seeing the last of nfl draft stuff for quite a while we could be at the last football that's played anywhere in this country basically i mean for a couple months multiple conferences have now said no more practices uh mario cristobal gave a statement to us following oregon's practice today while you pull that up Um, uh, all the conference tournaments are are for basketball have been canceled for the men's side and it's probably pretty probable that there's going to be at least a postponement of the ncaa tournament for both men's and women's yeah um oregon football has canceled their spring scrimmage uh set for portland this weekend uh mario cristobal did not take questions but issued the statement in light of everything that's going on certainly a lot of things happening while we were at practice the first thing that it is that the portland scrimmage has been canceled obviously making sure that we are aware of all the developments that are going on making sure that player safety is at the forefront of our decision the goal now is to meet with the administration and make sure to take the next steps necessary to make sure the student athletes are taken care of and their health and welfare is at the forefront of our decisions that's the that's what we got from mario cristobal scrimmage is canceled so fans that were tending to go that don't go to hillsborough stadium yeah, don't stay go home. there stay at home uh social distance yourself self-quarantine yourself if you have symptoms or are concerned i guess uh, this is like a very this has happened so rapidly uh yesterday like about about one o'clock we were thinking everything was going to go as usual and then suddenly boom the dominoes have fallen like kevin just ran through and now we're in a spot here we're really uh, we're talking, joking about this, but it's not like, not really it's something to joke about, but there's not really going to be sports going on, and there's not going to be a whole lot of us for us to actually like, cover for the foreseeable future. It's a really surreal, strange, Hope weird you guys experience. like recruiting, I guess. Yeah, I guess. And, but we, <laughs> we should, can I talk think, to prospects. The SEC, I think, just um, announced that they were, I think, uh, eliminating uh, recruiting at some level for the next the couple, spring. For the spring. So, uh, yeah, it, it, things are shut down, and uh, I guess just... On a personal level, if you are 
be careful. I guess. Yeah. Just be careful. Be safe. Uh, yeah, this is very real. And I know the mortality rate is considered to be fairly low, but there are some of you who may be listening to this who are, who are more susceptible to it or, or might have uh, a, a worse chance of having a, a bad reaction to it. So just be very, very careful. We certainly are. We both got, we went and actually bought out the uh, Purell from the duck store earlier today. I think um, there were only a, a handful of them left and we hadn't really seen them around town anywhere else. So it felt necessary but this is a very real thing and um, I'm sure Matt will do a podcast with us later but he was down in Las Vegas today getting ready for what was supposed to be a quarterfinal Ben's basketball tournament game between Oregon and Oregon State at noon and shortly before that about two hours before that was set to be played it was uh, canceled we've since learned at least there's some sourcing that Oregon will be considered the Pac-12 tournament champions despite not having played a single game there um, th- I mean, at this point it's I mean they already won the regular season they were going to get in as an art large no surprises there it's just going to make things difficult. And I, I think we have to talk about, like, Peyton Pritchard. I mean, he, he chose to come back last year. Um, and who knows what happens with the tournament. We, there's a lot of speculation. We've seen, hey, they might do Selection Sunday and then play the tournament when everything's kind of done with. Or they might just, who knows? We, yeah. we can't say you, for sure. So you got to feel crushed for a lot of the players. Yeah, mention, you mentioned Peyton. Let's talk about Sabrina Inescu and Ruthie Hebert and all oh, those man. players. I and, just, I, you know, it's just tragic. And especially, you know, the men had a chance to be really competitive in this year's tournament, but the women were favorites. They were, uh, you know, they, the South Carolina, Oregon, and Baylor were the, the unquestioned three best teams in this field. Uh, and uh, Absolutely crushed. It's I mean, crushing. It really it's is. It's crushing because the way – you wrote a great column about it. Thank you. And – I just felt like the, the second it was announced that no fans were going to be allowed at the NCAA tournament. Oh, it's terrible. The the feeling of that the senior day at Oregon women's basketball was, no, we still have two more games mm-hmm. here and then two in Portland, and that's just been taken away. Yeah. Maybe they happen in the future, but it was there was definitely a, this is still going to happen. There's still going to be games to play two weeks ago, and, and now there aren't. Two and days ago. <laughs> yeah, two days ago, but as of two weeks ago at that yeah. senior day, it was like, you yeah, know what? you're right. There's games to be played. It, we're not done. We as you, you also wrote, there's two more nets to cut down. Yeah, and I don't know. It's don't know. crushed to see a player like Sabrina Inescu, who I'm just gonna go out and say it. Like, call me biased. You want? I mean, she's she's one of the greatest to play the sport of college basketball. Yeah, she's 100%. she's wrapped up. I mean, in the women's game, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, maybe Candace Parker, Candace Parker. I'd, I'd have to go back to the nineties. Uh, yeah, and really you, look at you the really, you really Cheryl can't Miller, say I know, is deserving to be in that conversation. Nancy Lieberman, because yeah, she's also, a, she's a, you yeah. know going to be a three time Lieberman Award winner. Uh, so you you got to say that it it's crushing to see a player like that not be able to to kind of reach the pinnacle. No, and and I think. I'm still trying to be as optimistic as possible. Again, we should say that the tournaments haven't officially been canceled. We're going to probably hear something on, on Friday, and maybe we'll hear something sooner than that. This is all stuff seems to come together really, really quickly. Um, and again, there's no official word that's been canceled or even postponed, but I think we can all read in the writing on the wall. And I, I'm just hopeful that they're able to find a way to at least put some sort of tournament on here to determine a national champion because, you know, again, and as I wrote in the column, if, if not playing these tournaments saves a single life, that's a bigger win than anything you can actually accomplish on the court, and I really think that's true. So I'm in full understanding of this, but at the same time, it would be such a disappointment. It would be so devastating if if these players aren't given at least an opportunity to play for a national championship. So I'm hopeful, I'm trying to stay optimistic, that they'll find some, some, some sort of measures they can put into place or some sort of delayed, postponed tournament, that maybe that's this summer, maybe that's in May. Who knows how this is all going to play out. 
Um, and you know what? All leagues are going to have to be postponed. This is something we actually talked with about with another yeah. media member uh, after kind of these decisions were coming down rapidly this morning. Um, you know what? It's not like the, the WNBA is going to be postponed as well. Right. Like, I don't think I don't know if that's been official, but they start their their season in two months. Their draft is next month. Yeah. Uh, these players could get drafted and just say, "Hey, we'll, you stick around through the summer. We'll get this tournament off. We'll we'll do it." And I think like people will be so ready for a return to normalcy. Uh, we were listening to. Uh, I can't remember what was on the TVs in there, but they were talking about after 9-11 how the Mets, mm-hmm. when yeah. Piazza hit that home run, how yeah. it was a return to normalcy. And I think a lot of sports are what do that for us. Uh-huh. And I think that's something that, you know what, when this is all over, when everything is said and done, fans are going to want that. You know, and yeah, and, and it's it's you said return to normalcy. It remains to be seen when that happens, and I think yeah, sports will mark that. You know, whenever things do come back, that'll mark a return to normalcy. And right now, certainly, and it, it's so fresh because it's all just happening. Like the twenty four hour news cycle and the way social media works is is this is the perfect thing that encapsulates this. You, we're on our phones during the middle of Oregon spring practice, which, by the way, I think we said earlier they did practice this morning. We'll talk about that in a few. We'll talk about that in a few, but. We're sitting there, and, and every five minutes, every maybe even less than maybe every thirty seconds, a different conference tournament is canceling. Um, and, 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 and just media members are walking by, like, "Oh, did you hear this? Yeah. Well, did you hear this?" And so, but it's just, it's this is all happening. We're flying by the seat of our pants, as are it's, everyone listening to this. Is obviously completely unprecedented. We've never had a thing here where a a NCAA tournament might not be played, an NBA season might not be completed. These are strange waters to be in, and, and we're still like again, like a return to normalcy. Is not going to happen probably for some some time, and I think, you know, if I'm being honest, I think we're we're really going to miss sports. <laughs> yeah. With how with how crazy things could get, and you know, I, I think I'm I'm hopeful that this is something that ends up being lesser than what some of the uh, reports are and what some people are saying about it. But I'm also I think you have to be you know realistic about the fact that you don't just close down all sports in the United States. Um, if this isn't something that needs to be taken seriously and to, and to be considered, um, you know, seriously. So who knows what the next couple months are going to hold? Just like it's, we don't know what the next hour or two are going to hold. I'm going to check my phone and see if I've got alert that the NFL Pro Day is canceled or not. And yeah. I still don't see anything, but We're I wouldn't so be shocked at all that, that I see something on my phone here before that thing is that event is supposed to be held, that that's going to be postponed or canceled as well, so. just because that's just the way things have gone in the last 24, 48 hours. So moving on, I mean, we did get to see an Oregon football Should practice we talk today. About actual let's, sports? let's talk about yeah, that. Let's I give mean, them that. It's, it's been 10 minutes of other stuff. Let's talk about Oregon football practice. Yes. Um, it, it was interesting today. They're in pads? They were in pads. Let's start there. Oklahoma um, drill. Let's go. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think the thing, let's, so let, let, me, let me just paraphrase this this way. Uh, we just talked about how sports provide, uh, you know, some, some kind of needed change of something to take your mind off the things going on let's give the listeners that because there was actual football it might be the last football any of us have the, the two of us will see for a long time <laughs> you're bringing it back the other way but let's go back to but, the, the oklahoma drill but let's but let's just let's just uh let's say that that i think we're going to give you guys some things to listen to that hopefully can bring a smile to your face at least appreciate that oregon football is still around I mean, etc but there was right. a mood there was a mood shift once like the whistle started blowing all the players were like yes Actual hitting actual is about hitting. to We saw happen. some really good reps. I think some of the newcomers made. I, I think J.J. Greenfield had probably the rep of the, of the Oklahoma drill. Uh, oh, he, he absolutely blew up. I think it was Isaiah Crocker. It was. Or Josh Delgado. It was Crocker. Okay. He yeah. literally just grabbed him by the pads, threw him down, tackled the running back. Uh, Isaac, it was, Isaac Townsend and DJ Johnson had a really good back and forth. I think each player won a rep. They, they It was such a good rep that Townsend won the first one, but not after DJ kind of gave him a move. That's kind of that transition. I think that's where he's going to be really good at tight end blocking, is that right. he's going to be a good blocking tight end. That's something the Ducks have relied upon in the past, and we'll see what happens 
with him. And I think over the four practices, I think he's slowly improved on pass catching. It's it's yeah, something that he's still needed to to work on over the past past few practices, but it's getting better. He's becoming a more natural route runner. I'm excited to see where his progression goes from there. Uh, but then you can't discount Isaac Townsend, who's up, what, 15 pounds? 15, 20 pounds. Yeah, he looks a lot bigger. Uh, George Moore also won a couple of reps. Uh, the offense won, I would say, like 90% of these reps. There were not a lot of defensive wins, and I think that's to be expected um, in a drill like that. So uh, the Oklahoma drill was, was, was fun to see, and, and frankly, we had a better sight line than we normally do for it. Typically, the players have kind of uh, cloud out the visibility and it ends up being kind of difficult to parse through and see what happens. But we, we did see some good reps. And, and I think you have to be encouraged with the fact that the offense did win some reps. The fact that um, some young defensive players also won reps. I think the depth on this defense is, is pretty outstanding. Um, this team is physical. This team is physical. They're big. Uh, we also saw them run a little 11 on 11, uh, not a ton, but enough 11 on 11 to kind of talk about that. Uh, I don't think the defense or sorry, the offense won like a single one of those reps. I know there was a sack. There was a Isaac Townsend, uh, batted down a pass. I think Kale Millen had like a 12-yard scramble, which was maybe the, the, the biggest win the offense could could really tout. But Defense, or, like both first and second team defense, dominated those throws. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, there was a play where uh, was it Jordan Scott was able to get in the backfield and Kayvon was right there behind him. Tyler flushed out. They called it a two-yard gain, but in, in real football, that right, that's, a, a that's a sack. Um, so, so we so we did see a little bit of eleven on eleven. We should note that there were a couple of players at least absent today, and, and there. Well, Brendan Dorless has not been at practice the whole time, so this was his fourth straight absent. Bennett um, Williams, Bennett Williams, and Brady Breeze were notable, and J.R. Waters, a wide receiver, were notable players that had not missed practice previously. In fact, both those players, Brady Breeze and Bennett Williams, were with the first team defense uh, on Tuesday. Neither of them were at practice; they were both absent. Um, as was Andrew Folio, who um, has made a position move. This is his second straight practice he's missed. We should note Christian Williams is back at practice. He was along with Dorless, uh, Ryan Walk, and Jamal Hill, the one of the four players that opened spring or yeah, opened spring not uh, available for practice so there's some updates there some positive news with Williams back some guys not at practice of course um, it'll be interesting to see how all this plays together I don't think any of this appears to be very serious but certainly notable that kind of who's here who's not there Um, you know we were joking about this a little bit ago but we watched the receivers run some routes and they were impressive that might be the last football we saw yeah I mean I I was pretty impressed I mean Devin Williams we didn't, we didn't really get to see a lot of him last year. I mean, he couldn't play, so we couldn't and see practices him. Practices were close. And yeah, so we were just going off reports, what we were hearing, what we were sourcing, and he looks really good. He looks as expected um, from what we were hearing. It, it was pretty impressive. He's very fluid, I think is the word that has kind of come to a consensus among us. Um, yeah, he's long, he's tall. Just looks like a, a nice wide wide receiver to I, uh, borrow a Dana Altmanism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think Devin Williams is going to be a player to, to watch, and I, I know Joe Moorhead was, was was when he spoke with media last week, kind of pointed out that the position Devin Williams is at right now, I think it's it's the X wide receiver, is the position that in at past schools like at Penn State and Mississippi State, that was a position where the was kind of their primary pass catcher, that the dude, was the, the the guy that led the team in receptions and yards, and he said Devin Williams really fits the mold of what they want from that position, so that could be an indication that can that's I just a name say. Noting that on Tuesday's practice, Mikhail Wright had a Great really pass. good yeah. rep yeah. and kind of body forced uh, into a bad a bad positioning for Devin Williams. So Mikhail ended up two, number two on number two action, and Mikhail won that rep. So that's things to be excited about. 
know that, yeah, but the the defense was able to, and I, Mikhail is kind of running with the, the ones, sometimes yeah, it's the twos. It's a pseudo just, thing. They're mixing and matching depends. so much. Our guys in and out of practice, and like we've talked about all spring, they're trying to be more multiple back there, so they are rotating guys. I mean, Jerome McKinley's moved between nickel and safety. We obviously Thomas Graham between corner, nickel, and safety. Javon Holland played a little safety uh, uh, moving away from nickel a couple of days ago. So I think they're just rotating and seeing where guys fit. Um, trying to think of other things that stood out from today's practice. Uh, Jalen Red had previously not really been participating at all. He actually caught a couple of passes. He had a, he's he still has the club on. Each day he's kind of changed what is on his right hand. Clearly he's got some sort of injury there. Um, but it seems like positive developments there. Um, Quarterbacks, think- just as we talked about, Kale Millen had that scramble. Um, I know that there is a, a open quarterback battle right now. Yeah, it doesn't but feel it, like it. it. It does not feel like it. it, 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 it it's, it's Tyler than everyone else. And yeah, I think the thing that... They've kind of traded days. I think there's some days where you, you're seeing... Um, Millen get the second team reps. Bradley Affey. Bradley Affey I don't think we've seen Jay Butterfield get... I was just going to say, I think the thing that's been most notable to me is that Shuck's gotten every first team rep we've seen. But Kale Millen and Bradley Affey have gotten the second team reps. We haven't seen Jay Butterfield, the true freshman who enrolled early, really run with the ones or the twos yet. And and I kind of wonder if that's just... Ex, that maybe that should have been expected going in. He's he's younger than the other players, but I'm a little surprised by that, given the you know the recruiting ranking he had, the op, you know the fact that practice you know the position is open. Um, that's been a little bit interesting. Obviously, I'm not too concerned because this is four practices into his collegiate career, and <laughs> you don't want to write anybody off too early. But um, I don't really if if these are the quarterbacks that are going to be on the roster in the fall, and we should note that there are some speculation, some rumor that Anthony Brown from Boston College he, might be he, joining the roster. He's he visited. he was on. He he was on he's, campus he's this here. past weekend. Uh, we can confirm that. We haven't actually posted that to the site. We've kind of been waiting. It's too much else going on, on, too. Yeah, too much else going on. It's actually, there's a story written. We'll get that up pretty soon. Right. Uh, a little more details on that coming, but there's but a possibility if, if he they doesn't, could add. If he doesn't arrive, though, I think it's Shuck's got the, he's the yeah, quarterback. Yeah, and, no and I, I still think Shuck would probably beat him out, and I think that's one of the hesitants of Oregon's kind of full on the roster. Right. Is there a position they could take a grad transfer that would better suit than a quarterback? And yeah, you want a backup, but a guy's not going to be a grad transfer to be a backup. Uh, let's just be real about that. Um, other notable thing, he's still not full go, but Noah Sewell was working a little bit heavier. He was in pads. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Newcomers are looking, and that's something to also talk. We talked about JJ Greenfield. Uh, the newcomers are are looking like they're going to make an impact. Yeah, uh, Braden Switzen, I think, had a few good reps. He had a couple good reps in Oklahoma. Uh, Shipley. I don't know if he actually. I can't. I don't think he won his rep, but he did take part in some he reps. Did, he did take some reps, and <laughs> he's he's physically looking pretty good. Uh, T.J. Bass, the JUCO. T.J. Bass looks good. He was getting some, some run with the first team uh, today. Uh, actually, I, I think he, he's somebody that will be in position to possibly push for a starting job. And another one of those younger guys, Bennett Williams, obviously another player. But I think it's um, one of the things that kind of does stink about missing the, the Saturday scrimmage being canceled oh, now. Yeah. Uh, is, there's going to be a lot of questions as we go into that second phase of spring ball. Uh, well, not to go too negative here, but we also don't know for sure there's going to be a second phase. Yeah, but I think that's something that we should make say. up the practices sometime. The practice will be made up at some point, but I think it's worth noting that like I, I think it's pretty doubtful that on March 31st when they're scheduled to reconvene and, and do their second 10 practices that that actually takes place. Um, yeah, and if they do we'll do see. that, it might be on kind of a smaller scale. But we've, we've seen the linemen kind of shift. Some guys out, some guys there. It's going to be interesting who's the center, who's going to be the left guard, the right guard. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable saying that Panay Sewell is going to be the, the left tackle. Oof, I don't know. He's been in, he's been in <laughs> and out of practice. Limited participant right now. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We need to note that. I feel, feel pretty confident there. Right tackle, they've done a few different things there. So, uh-huh. um, yeah. no, there's, there's I mean, we kind of thought maybe Stephen Jones would kind of have to lock on that. 
think he probably does. He's a, he's definitely the leader. But there are there are other guys on the roster that could play tackles. George, and George Moore and Jonah Toyanu are two other names. Yeah, jo- Jonah's a, another guy. He he had a massive weight drop this year. He just looks physically different. Um, I think the redshirt year definitely helps that progression. Sure, and I think uh, and then, uh, we're just running through all the positions here. I think at tight end, it, it, it really does feel like it's pretty even. And you know, even today. I think Hunter Campmore has gotten pretty much every first team rep, but we've seen Spencer Webb and DJ Johnson rotate with the twos. And I think Cam McCormick's probably still not fully, I, want, I don't want to, I'm speculating a little bit here, but I think part of the reason we're not seeing him run with the first of the twos is that he's just kind of waiting to get him fully healthy. Um, once all that comes together, I think you have a pretty big, you have, pretty, you have like legitimately a four to five player position battle for that spot because you still have Patrick Herbert there, who I, his name I had mentioned. That's five legitimate you know, Division One scholarship tight ends, and I think that's going to be a position where it wasn't that long ago that we didn't feel like there was much depth at all. That this year, you know, again, knock on wood, and everyone's healthy and, and all this stuff plays out okay. Uh, that 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 they have a position that they've got a lot of depth that they can lean on um, in a variety of ways, and I think they've got the bodies to be good pass blockers. They've got the bodies to be good pass receivers. So. Um, it, it is a position that I think actually could be kind of a strength for this team, but it remains to be seen kind of how that's going to break out. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, the tight ends. It, they they move DJ Johnson to help with that, and moving him there makes you feel really comfortable about what they've got now. I think if they didn't have DJ Johnson, there might be a little bit of more questions, yeah, but I, I think right now it's like it's a solid group, got some good pass catchers. The wide receivers should be uh, – I mean, you do lose Jawan Johnson from last season, but you add Devin Williams, uh, a healthy Micah Pittman. Who's also you, looked really good. You, you, that group looks better. So the offense, despite that's probably where a lot of ground needs to be made up, looks pretty good. And then the defense is just you're, – you're wondering how many – how are they going to get everyone on the field? I don't know. How, it was. I think you're going to see – 11 starters, but you're going to see probably 18 to 20 players play significant reps Hockey all season. Shifts. I th- for some reason, I thought we were talking about hockey woods. Um, no hockey, like, hockey shifts. Yeah, no, but you're right. No, I, I think we could see that. And I even, I think I have, I have a story on the site with quote, you know, quotes from Verone McKinley from a conversation I had with him on Tuesday about how, like, yeah, it could be a thing where they rotate personnel from down by down, quarter by quarter, you know, series by series. Um, they've got the versatility to do a lot of different things out there, and I think that's the thing you have to be really excited about. And you certainly see that when you go out there and, and watch them. There's not a huge drop off from the ones to the twos, and, and there's certainly guys who are on the twos that would be. Man, you go back maybe even to 2018, and they'd be surefire starters. Like Mikhail Wright's probably your best corner maybe in 2018, and this year he's he's having to push to, to try to steal a starting job. So um, a lot going on there. Um, we don't know the next time we're going to have open practice to watch. Like I said earlier, it could be March 31st, could not be. Um, regardless, we'll, we'll have a lot of, I think, more content. We've had this conversation. We've obviously been posting our instant reactions on the site. Go check those out on Duck Territory. But um, we're certainly going to, with, with kind of sports coming down to a halt here, we're yeah. certainly going to be analyzing the crap out of what we've watched in practice. So can, yeah. be prepared for that. And, and some recruiting nuggets. There was a four-star quarterback on there campus today. Yeah, so we're going to be talking a lot about recruiting. There's a, there's a lot to be optimistic about on that end. Uh, Ty Thompson out of Arizona, Mesquite High School, four-star quarterback. Would you say he's their top quarterback target? In Absolutely. Cycle? Uh, I think he he fits what like right now. You look at the roster, and no one's exactly like maybe Robbie Ashford, that was uh, say, who's that not was here, but no one's like, oh, that's a Moorhead quarterback. Yeah. Robbie Ashford actually was kind of talking with Mississippi State before he was committed to Ole Miss um, Uh Uh at the time. Both teams that kind of run that RPO. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what the Ducks do, um, how kind of the progression, especially with recruiting, because at quarterback, pro style and dual threats are just so different. Even though Ty Thompson is classified as a pro style, he's a lot more of a dual threat type 
pro-style quarterback, so I think that really fits what Joe Moore had once in a quarterback. He's a top recruit, has looked really impressive. There's film on the site of him mm-hmm. at the Elite 11 Regional in Los Angeles this past weekend. Um, I think the Ducks are in a good spot for him. We'll see what happens coming out of the visit, but right now uh, he's the top target. And then there was so many guys on campus in the past week. I mean, there was yeah. uh, four-star safety at Texas at practice on Tuesday, uh, and then there was a junior day with multiple five stars. Hundreds I, I of kids. Can't even want to run all. through them all. Oh yeah, I literally it. have them all on a list right here. If we really want to go <laughs> let's, there. Let's but. filibuster this podcast, and Kevin's going to read the prospects rec- the visitor list from junior day. Five-star wide receiver <laughs> Troy Franklin, five-star wide receiver Emeka Buka. Those are the two names to know. There's the two names. Actually, to there's a lot more there's names a lot to know. More. There's a lot on the um, site. There's a ton on the site. Uh, wrapping up here, I don't know if we've even said this because there's so much news, but uh, spring sports have officially been, I think, postponed for Oregon. Or, or, or is cancel the right word? I forget what exactly the terminology is. Suspended. Suspended, we'll say. Um, so softball, which is, we should know it. We haven't really talked much on the podcast. They're top 10 in the country now. They're 20 and 2 to start the season. They won't be playing going Ooh, forward. Turn around. It's a great turnaround. It's been great, and, and they and they've got I think a really young core uh, where this can be sustainable going forward. But unfortunately, we won't be able to see that season. You know what we get for a little bit. T- we get enjoy some TikToks. We get yeah, Haley Cruz. I'm sure will even the coronavirus won't stop her from from her social media platform. Then also, uh, the suspension of spring sports also means that baseball will not be continuing to play. Um, it, it also means that there's probably some questions about what happens with spring football when we get back, but I don't want to go too far into that. But things are changing. Uh, it's a really strange, it's a really surreal couple of days here without question. I think, um, you know, be as safe as you can and, and to continue to listen to us. And we're going to continue to pump out as much content, even if there's not actual sports to watch. Um, so I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Unless, Kevin, if you had any parting thoughts. Wash your hands, social distance, stay yeah. safe. Yeah, stay safe. So um, for Kevin Wade, I'm Eric Scopel. This has been the Odds and Audible podcast, and we will uh, touch base with you guys at a later date. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.